Hello, everyone, and welcome to Genre Flip. I'm Ben. And I'm Eric. And Genre Flip's a podcast where we take a movie in a clear genre, flip it around, see if it still works in a different genre. That's right. And this week, we are taking The Incredible Hulk, and we're going to be turning it into a Shrek movie. I mean, it is such an obvious flip here. I mean, it would have been a sin if we did not turn this into a Shrek movie. Yeah, I we got to turn movie the about big a... green guy into a big green guy. Yes, perfect, right? Yeah. What else could we even do? (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, well, The Incredible Hulk is a very, is not really a funny movie, you know? I mean, there are a couple of jokes here and there that Banner will mention, especially to Betty Ross. Mm -hmm. Uh, But outside of just a a, a few jokes here and there, it's, it's, I don't know if if you'd say it's like a darker action adventure movie. I mean, it's certainly no, like, Batman, but it's it's definitely a little bit on the darker side. Yeah, it's not as incredibly gritty as, yeah, a Batman movie or, like, Batman v Superman. Um, and I'd say it's lighthearted enough. Like, it, it has a sense of humor about itself, for sure. Well, I don't know, just the way that they present certain lines, I feel like, are supposed to be funny, cheesy, you know? Sure, like, but, be... but not in the same way that Shrek is. I mean, right, Shrek right. is, it's like, not like, a straight the whole comedy. point. Yes, absolutely. So uh, that's where the flip is going to be coming in. But of course, before and and everybody knows Shrek, if you don't get out of here, (laughs) go watch all the Shrek movies right now. And Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots 2 is, uh, is, has been announced that it's going to be coming out. I think is it 2020 really? or 2021. Oh, yep. I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed Puss in Boots quite a bit. I never saw it. I've really only ever seen Shrek 1 and 2, but I've right. seen enough to know what goes down in the universe. Mm-hmm. Puss in Boots is better than uh, Shrek 3 and 4. So if you're okay. going to watch another, watch Puss in Boots. Pretty cool cat. Well, before we get into talking more about Shrek, let's go ahead and cover the Incredible Hulk here. Tell us a little bit about it, Eric. All right. Well, Bruce Banner is exposed to gamma radiation in a failed experiment, and now, once his heart rate goes above a certain limit, he transforms into the Hulk. Oh, no. We all know the backstory. Uh, So now he's hiding out in Brazil, working in a soda bottling factory, when some of his blood accidentally falls into a soda bottle, exposing fucking Stanley to dangerous levels of gamma. So the military now knows where Bruce is and the evil general sends his forces to capture Bruce. But as happens multiple times in this movie, Bruce escapes from the military. Uh, He ends up going back home, trying to find the data from the experiment gone wrong so he can send it to Mr. Blue, a scientist who is searching for a cure. But the general exposes another soldier to the gamma serum thingy, uh, making him super strong and agile and evil. Uh, that guy ends up finding Mr. Blue, forcing him to increase his powers, turning him into Abomination, like a stronger gray version of the Hulk. So the Hulk and Abomination fight. Uh, it's this huge, big spectacle, fun time. Uh, Hulk wins and Bruce runs off, safe for now. And then Tony Stark shows up in a bar, finding Bruce and telling him they're putting a team together. So people shit on this movie a lot. Um, and and I, I like to give it some grace because, first of all, it's like one of the first Marvel movies in the cinematic universe. So they were trying to get their footing there. And secondly, the Hulk kind of fits into the same trap that Superman gets himself into, where he is so powerful, it's really difficult to be able to put him up against somebody right. to be able to like like believe that he could possibly lose. Right. You care way more about like Bruce Banner and his relationship than you do about the Hulk himself. But yeah, yeah, it's like Superman. He's a cool superhero. And I mean, he's awesome. It's awesome to be able to watch him just like jump around and smash shit. But I mean, you know, whenever you see Iron Man go into a situation, you know, he's human. He could. He's more vulnerable. Yeah. 
Right. Whereas like right. the Hulk, as as we find out in what is it like the Avengers, where he's like, I tried to put a bullet in my mouth, the other guy spit it out. The, like he can't even hurt himself. Like he just can't be hurt. He, he can't. Well, he can be hurt, but he certainly can't be killed. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and it's because he's got so many layers, just like our friend Shrek. You see, Hulk is like an onion. He's got layers. <laughs> So uh, what are what are we going to do to turn this into a Shrek movie? Of course. Okay. Bruce, so is Bruce Banner going to be a guy who is exposed to like dangerous radiation in a swamp? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he <laughs> was like he is like some sort of um, biologist that that does like that that you know his study is, is swamp life. Okay. And so you know he's he has gone into this like toxic swamp, unbeknownst to him, and is like looking and he maybe he discovers some new life forms that he is unfamiliar with, and he's you know going back and trying to get some more samples. But accident either it could be a situation where he like accidentally falls into the swamp and consumes some liquid, or just being around it <laughs> is slowly turning him into a more green like ogreish creature. I'd say yeah, it could be like some property in the mud of the swamp itself he ends up accidentally falling and ingesting some of it and you know entering his body and turning him into shrek and what if he like tries to go back into town but everyone was terrified of him you know picking up the torches and pitchforks and so he immediately ran back into the swamp and realized that this is going to be the place that he has to live now because he's no longer (laughs) accepted in humankind once uh, once the uh, the swamp serum takes over his body he has this irresistible urge to protect this swamp no matter the costs (laughs) This is this is his swamp, and he will smash anything that comes, you know, that that comes in. So is he just like a buff Shrek? Yeah. Well, I mean, Shrek is still pretty strong as he is. True. I mean, doesn't yeah. doesn't Shrek like lift a tree out of its? Oh, like pull all the roots out of the ground? Yeah. He is abnormally strong. Yeah. So I I feel like as an ogre, he can do some shit. <laughs> I guess we should follow the plot more of The Incredible Hulk than Shrek. Right. So, okay. So, in Shrek, the time period is kind of like, you know, Middle Ages. Medieval. So, do we want to set this during that time period? And he's like some biologist who's working for the king or something. And then he goes to study, find like some new herbs in the swamp that could like help cure certain ailments. And that's when this happens to him. Or do we want to set it like 2008? I really don't think that it would change the movie all that much, depending on the technology of it, because I don't think the technology is going to be a central focus of the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the only thing that's going to change is like what, uh, the military at the time period uh, brings to be able to take down this hideous right, ogre. Right. I mean, they could be bringing like catapults and shit, trebuchets. Yeah, or, to or it'll still be a. And, and to be able to switch it up, we could still follow the plot of the Incredible Hulk, but just set it in a medieval setting to make it a little bit more like Shrek. Sure. On cool. the outskirts of far, far away. Are, are we going to still have like fairy tales in this? Or are we going to keep all of the regular human characters? Well, we're making this a Shrek movie, so we might as well change as much thing as many things as we can into uh, things that would fit within the Shrek universe. So, sure, let's have fairy tales. Okay, so once upon a time, Bruce Banner was a prince of Duloc, and Ooh. he. 
uh, and in but he was someone who didn't necessarily want to rule the kingdom. He wanted to study the environment. He wanted to learn a little bit more uh-huh. about you know about the world around him. So he ventured off into this toxic swamp and becomes an ogre, leaving behind Betty Ross, uh, his one true love, uh, to, uh, to, to and unfortunately has hasn't seen her since. And it's been five years <laughs> since he's disappeared into this toxic swamp. Should we say that everyone in Duloc has assumed that he's dead? Probably, yeah, because nobody will have gone out in the swamp to look for him, and he's been spending his life in the swamp now. You know what I'm thinking? You say he's a prince of Duloc. What if he's Farquaad's son? Ooh, okay. And okay. it's Farquaad's son who becomes the the despicable ogre who Farquaad despises. Maybe <laughs> Farquaad, th- not again! <laughs> Maybe he thinks the ogre that his son now is is the one who killed his son. He's like, my son went into that swamp and never came back. Now the only thing living there is this huge green ogre. Okay. He must have killed my boy. Sure. So what if, um, you know, Farquaad is the General Ross kind yeah. of character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's been five years at this point. Should we say that it hasn't been five years? Should we slim up? Because that's the time that it takes in The Incredible Hulk for everything to kind of catch up to where the plot really, really begins. Or should we say that it's it's been a shorter time? It's been like five months and the dad has not given up hope on finding his son. Um, I mean, I'd say it could be five years and maybe like the son knows that his dad, Lord Farquaad, values like looks and being proper and prim at all times like as higher than almost anything else so he thinks that even if he did go back home he would be an outcast or like the the guards would try to kill him given that he he looks like an ogre now so he resides himself to living in this swamp living out the rest of his days the only thing that he wishes is that he could go back and see betty uh i guess fiona one one last time maybe they were like childhood friends yeah and and i think that we should show like for the first few minutes we need to have kind of a similar to up sort of situation where mm-hmm. it really it, you know it, it quickly runs through the life that they have together so as you mentioned they're childhood friends they grew up together and we can even show like uh, a, a common thing that he uh that that he and she do together that they do uh that is like a like a friendship sort of thing. As they get older, they realize that they love each other and they uh, decide to get married. And maybe the reason why he ventures into the forest really is because he was looking for that perfect Uh, flower uh, to be able to bring back to her to to, like win her love or something. Okay. Um, I thought you were going to say that she got like a a horrible disease and he had to find the cure. But then like what would have even happened? Because like if he couldn't cure her, I guess somebody else does. And he just meanwhile is (laughs) stuck in the swamp. Yeah, right, right. Uh, well, I was thinking that maybe there's like legend has it that this one flower, it, uh, kind of like the palpu fruit, like it's like if you share this flower with someone that you are destined to have an incredible, long-lasting love together or something. I've got an idea. Given that Fiona is a princess and uh, Bruce Bruce Farquaad is a prince, maybe <laughs> Farquaad and Fiona's parents were planning on setting them up together. So like we're ignoring Prince Charming and all that stuff. And so they plan to set them up together, but then it's revealed that Fiona has, you know, the the curse that Bruce doesn't know about, the curse of turning into an ogre. And her parents are like, oh, we need to seal her away in the castle, and only somebody who can prove that they are her one true love will be able. And so Bruce thinks, if I can get that flower, like the most rare thing in the known universe, that will prove to her parents that we belong together, and I love her no matter what. 
like regardless like he doesn't even know that she turns to an ogre he just knows that her parents have sealed her away okay so that's why he goes to get the flower but then he you know trips or he gets pushed down by something and ends up ingesting the mud and turning into shrek right this is a dangerous swamp dude if anybody who swallows the mud is going to turn into a shrek they've got to have some like big signs that say like danger keep out yeah you know magic uh, swamp right in front yeah. <laughs> so um, he does end up making it all the way to the flower and, and plucks it. And he is on his way back to where she is when he looks down and realizes that over over this journey, he has slowly turned green and is freaking out. And he like runs over to like a stream and is looking in there and sees how hideous he's become and realizes there's no way that his true love or that, that the woman that he loves would be able to see him for uh, for what he is, and so he ends up dropping the flower into the into the stream and runs back off into the uh, into the swamp. the swamp, knowing mm-hmm. that nobody will ever accept him again for who who he really is now. Do you want to turn it into a thing where, like, because the Hulk, Bruce only turns into the Hulk once his heart rate goes above a certain amount. You know, once he gets angry. Do you want to do it so that he only turns into Shrek at certain times, and the rest of the time he's regular Bruce? I'm trying to think. I, I because I mean that would be kind of similar to like the Fiona situation from uh from the original Shrek where it's like only at nighttime. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it makes more sense if he's just Shrek all the time. Because he ingested this stuff, he's now well cuz abomination in the Incredible Hulk, uh, there's no reason for us to believe that he is ever going back. That's true. Uh, okay. So he basically now has the power of the Hulk but still has his original mind yes. of Bruce Farquaad. Sure. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, just knowing that society will never accept him for who he is now. So he resigns right. himself to living in the swamp, and then, uh, so is it just one day a whole bunch of fairy tale creatures start showing up, and he's like, get out of my swamp? Um, it, well, they they could even be there, um, uh, like, like, with him. Um, maybe he, like, they, they show up, and he's trying to chase them out, right? And that's when, um, General Farquaad, uh, you know, is like looking through his uh, telescope and then sees this giant hideous ogre chasing away fairies and such <laughs> from the forest. And he's like, oh, my God, that's the thing that must have killed my son. <laughs> yeah, he sent out a search team to go and try to find Bruce. What if fairy tale creatures in this world are created when it's like animals wandering about in nature and there are certain natural sources of magic like the mud in the swamp and so if any creature ingests it they now obtain magical properties so like donkey could just be a normal regular donkey walking around and then shrek or bruce sees him and he's like no don't drink from there it's like a muddy puddle and then donkey drinks from it and suddenly gains the ability to talk i'm down for that but i'm really thinking that like so as we mentioned he he takes this uh, this incredible flower, right? And he drops it into the stream, uh-huh. like outside of her of her castle that she's locked away in the tower. I really feel like that should come back around, where it's just like that is the thing, kind of similar to Rapunzel, where it's like the okay. the flower that can cure the like the, uh, different things, or it could even be like the Shrek is the one that has straight up created all of these fairy tale creatures because anything that comes up and drinks out of the stream immediately gets uh, magical properties. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna raise an army of my own. Have my well, he didn't do kingdom. it on purpose. I mean, he just, <laughs> it, that's just kind of what happened. Right, right. And because Shrek is the biggest creature around, they turn to him. They're like, you are the master. <laughs> this is your domain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. 
uh, he he has found a like a like, like a pond inside of the uh, inside of the swamp, and uh-huh. it is like the only fresh water in t- in the entire swamp that is is safe to drink from. And so what he does is he he uh, has been working with the other fairy tale creatures to bottle it up, so to speak. Uh, so kind of similar to the bottling factory that he works in in the beginning. You know? oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's bottling up the <laughs> so so that they can so that people can live all over the swamp in peace and be able to enjoy the. Uh, um, the the fresh water that is available to them, mm-hmm. um, but after having seen the hideous ogre inside of the forest, um, now like the the peaceful um, you know swamp scene needs to be immediately interrupted, and there's got to be some sort of big action scene. We haven't gotten okay. any action right. yet. So it's been, I'll, we'll say, like several years since he first turned into Shrek. Uh, Farquaad has sent roving bands of people on the hunt to try and find his son or the remains of his son because he has no idea where he is. They never found the body. He never reported back. And he, he yearns to see his son at least one more time. And so as Shrek is bottling this pure, fresh uh, pond water, maybe like this one pond in the center has the magical properties that makes it like very fresh and very delicious. I'm thinking like we definitely should put in an action scene here, but I was thinking about how Bruce, his blood falls into the bottle and ends up getting shipped out somewhere and somebody ingests it and starts, you know, uh, getting the, the gamma poisoning or whatever. What if this bottled water is so popular that other kingdoms are paying the swamp to import it into their kingdoms? They're like, this is delicious. This pond water. And Shrek's like, hmm. <laughs> boy, it sure is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Shrek has become like an entrepreneur living in the swamp. He's like, ah, oh, this isn't too bad. Like, so he's got like a mansion inside of the swamp. Yeah, he's got um, like it, it's like the same style hut that he has manor. in Shrek, but it's like five stories. Yeah, swamp yeah, it's manor. Huge. And so then Farquaad launches, like he sees that this ogre is there. He sees like a peasant drink, not a peasant, but somebody in his kingdom drinking the bottled water. He's like, "Where'd you get this? What's this called? Swamp water? Where's this from?" <laughs> They're like, "It's from the swamp, my lord." <laughs> Down, down, <laughs> down the way. Like, and he's like, takes a sip. He's like, hmm, this tastes just like the water my son used to make. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's got to have some reason to send some guys down there who then check it out. And they're like, oh, my God, that horrible, disgusting creature. He must have killed my son and stolen the, the recipe. Or some yeah, shit. so there, but I, I, I think Farquaad needs to not actually see the ogre himself. He's just um, he needs to it. just send he needs to send a team of of like military people down there to be able to fight He's, him. He sends a team of guys. They draw a picture of Shrek, making him look way uglier than he even is, and they bring it back. And Farquaad's like, "Ugh, hideous! Go yeah. kill this thing!" Uh, yeah. So he sends like the entire army of the of the <laughs> kingdom after yeah. just to kill it, this hideous monster, um, and. So so, but I I think that there should be a touching scene some at some point in the movie where it is revealed to Farquaad that Shrek is in fact his son, and so he it has a I I don't know if he should have a change of heart. It's and he's just be like, my, like my boy. <laughs> you know, you know, at the point in the movie where they, f- the general finally actually captures Bruce, it's got to yeah. be like in that moment, and they like injure Shrek really bad, so he like falls to the ground, and then Farquaad goes up, and he's like, "Ha ha, victory!" and he's like taunting it in Shrek's face. He's like, "You thought you could best me, Ogre, but you could never best the forces of Dulok." And then he looks into Shrek's eyes, like as they're closing, and he sees like they're the exact same as his son's eyes. 
He's like, oh my god, he wasn't lying. This is the first time I've seen him up close, or something like that. So maybe he, like, I don't know. Because at some point it's like, we gotta have somebody else trying to work with Shrek's blood to create a, a serum to reverse him and turn him back into a normal human. Right, but right. then somebody starts using that and create creates another ogre who's like way meaner and even more strong. So we've got to have like a Lancelot kind of thing, like the um like the the hand to the king kind of situation of like some okay. like you know ruggedly handsome uh swordsman who uh who is trying <laughs> to um you know win the love of the uh, of of the king so that he can be incredible uh, not win the love but you know I mean like win you know win the favor of the king so that he can uh, be incredibly wealthy and maybe he's trying to get Betty uh, the woman who has been locked away in the tower he's seen how beautiful she is and he's trying to prove he is worthy enough to be able to right. um, uh, uh, be be with her Correct? is this going to be Phil Dunphy um, oh yeah 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 <laughs> Leonard I think his name is in the movie it really threw me out honestly I did not I have not seen the Incredible Hulk until recently um, and uh, despite it coming out in 2008 and so when I saw it and I was just like wait <laughs> Phil, Phil Dunphy, Dunphy. <laughs> what are you doing in this <laughs> from, I know right Modern Family <laughs> like I think that the Incredible Hulk was the only thing I have seen him in other than Modern Family oh yeah. he's been in other stuff I mean he's in Finding Dory um, oh, okay. it's, um, he plays like the, um, uh, like one of the, not, not the whale, one of the, anyway, uh, so yeah. back to the movie. Oh, so, like her friend, like the white, like blue or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. With the, yeah. with the big head thing. And he has the ability Ooh. to like see in sonar. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um, right. So anyway, <laughs> there needs to be a big fight scene, uh, at the bottling plant of the swamp. Right. And so, uh, the fairy tale creatures in Shrek have really gotten this down to a science. You know, they, they, they work all day at the, at the, uh, the bottling plant in the swamp and they, they're able to, you know, get everything off and they, they, they all ship it out. And then the fairy tale creatures that look most human-esque, uh, or, or less, the least threatening, then take it out to all the different kingdoms to be able to make the profit, to be able to, um, uh, bring things back to the swamp and everybody's happy, right? So mm-hmm. th- th- we need to see some, uh, l- like like some of the 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 generals' military kind of like peering in, like maybe they're hiding behind some trees as they're looking around, uh, like uh, l- looking looking through the clearing to be able to see like the 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 creatures that are in the swamp, and they see right. this gigantic like hulking ogre who is uh, who is there, and he's like, oh my god, that thing is huge and monstrous it must be dangerous right going um, off of first appearances and it also sees like maybe some dangerous looking other fairy tale creatures that are going around like fucking big bad wolf walking around with the bottles and like it looks like he's growling or like about to eat somebody but he's just laughing hard at somebody's joke they're like right. oh my god they're monsters so i'm thinking out of straight up fear alone they the military decides to attack right, right. so they jump out and they start attacking and all the fairy tale creatures run off but shrek as the head person of the shra- of, of the swamp has decided it is my duty to protect the swamp and it is uh it is up to me to defeat these soldiers to be able to uh uh, continued to live in the way that I have been living. So he wants to protect this just for himself, and also like he's he's you know become friends with these fairy tale creatures over time. This guy isn't as much of an outcast as the actual Shrek is in Shrek, 
But um, yeah, so he's going to start killing these guys like left and right. Maybe he like whacks one, he flies off and into the mud and then like grows wings and he's like, oh, I'm hideous. <laughs> so like any of these guys who accidentally ingest like the mud or the water end up becoming creatures themselves and then like not start turning on each other. But, you know, like they're confused. They don't know what the fuck is happening. And Shrek's like, you know, I was one of you once working for a kingdom, slaving away for a for a king who didn't care or something. I don't know. There's no way he can say that. that's his dad. I know. Hmm. Maybe he didn't like his dad. Uh, I guess. Or, or, hmm. Maybe his dad wanted him to be something he didn't want to be. Like, maybe he wanted to be more free. Like, maybe his dad wanted him to rule the kingdom, and, and that wasn't something that he wanted, even though he's kind of ruling the swamp. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I want Leadership be a... was something always in his future, I guess. I want to be a biologist. No, son, you have to be king. You have to learn how to use the, the right fork and balance books on your head. He's like, I don't want to. I just want to go look at flowers. He's like, no, son, you can't. He's like, I hate you, Dad, and then he runs away and turns into Shrek. Right. So he, um, so in this battle scene, like we need to see Shrek like do some damage here. He needs to like rip a tree straight up out of the ground and like like swing it at somebody and take out a few of the kind of similar to in Guardians of the Galaxy. Whenever we see in the first one, whenever Groot like extends his arm and is able mm. to take out like multiple people all at once, that's yeah. kind of this theme, Slams same sort of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is like the fight scene when Shrek goes and fights. Uh, you know, the forces of Duloc to prove to Farquaad that he can handle the journey. Uh, right. So they have like, they're like, ah, oh, unleash the trebuchet. And they have like the flaming ball or whatever that they fly and it shoots right at Shrek who grabs it and just throws it at another guy, killing him immediately. They're like, the trebuchet doesn't work. <laughs> Get out of here while you still can. And Shrek's like, that'll show you for messing with my swamp. But then there's like some covert, uh, operative of Duloc who is snuck in the back with a torch and he lights Shrek's mansion ablaze and the mansion starts burning and Shrek turns around he's like no what have you done the whole bottling plant it's all going up in flames right like they are they are straight up destroying his swamp and so like so what if what if at this point we say that like more and more soldiers are coming in and it's more than Shrek can handle. So he like takes off running and he ends up uh, heading to like just outside of the castle where we know that Betty Ross is 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 trapped in. And so we see all of the soldiers running towards him. And so the only way that he can go into a, a, a place to be able to find some shelter is he goes into the castle with her. OK, maybe he doesn't even know that she's in there. And this is going to be like a chance meeting where they're like where she's like Bruce and he's like Betty <laughs> yeah so yeah reluctantly he has no place that he even knows of other than like yeah closer to Duloc and maybe this yeah the castle that Betty's being held in is like in between so he goes he's like here's where I'll take shelter for the night and he goes inside and he finds Betty but like maybe he can't like fully get to her just yet like they can see each other through a hole in the door that she, she just can't leave. Are, are we going to say that this is also guarded by a dragon? Hmm. Do we want to have Donkey in this, by the way? Oh, yeah, we haven't really had him in it. But, uh, I mean, we're not making this a Shrek movie. Well, we are making this a Shrek movie, but we're not making a Shrek movie an Incredible Hulk movie. I'm saying he didn't really have any sidekick in this movie, did yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
Okay. Yeah. So and, I mean, I love Donkey. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I don't know that it it, it feels quite right. So uh, because I I really would like to get Betty into the movie, and and the main thing yeah. is that since she has the ability to be human and ogre, um, I think that it, it she is going to be the king or the key to being able to um communicate bridge with some sort else. of yes yeah. that this is the the long lost prince. Okay. Cool. So he goes to this castle. He is using it just as some shelter uh, while he makes his trip to Duloc to try and convince them of who he is. He thinks, maybe I can convince my dad like he's never listened to me before. But when he finally realizes that this is me and I'm not some horrible monster, maybe he'll he'll stop the assault and let me live in peace, even if I can't still live in the kingdom. So he finds this castle. He goes in. He starts sleeping. But he hears, like, maybe he hears a voice, like, singing a tune that he hasn't heard in years and he's like, oh my god, I, I recognize that. So he goes to look, and he slowly approaches down a dark hallway, and he looks through uh, like a crack in the door, and he sees the back of a woman who looks very similar to him. Uh, because at this point, it's nighttime, she's an ogre, and he kind of like accidentally makes a sound, and she turns, and she's like, hello, is somebody there? He, I don't know, he's got a choice to make here. Like, does he say anything? Does he try to communicate with her? Does he immediately realize that it's Betty, or does he not know? Well, I'm thinking it would be pretty funny if, like, she saw him and saw that there was an ogre there and immediately freaked out, and then the same thing for her. Because he's never seen another ogre before. Yeah, sure. yeah. He's seen fairy tale creatures, but a lot of them have been kind of cute. You know, he has not seen anything that is as big and menacing as he. Right, okay, so they're both shocked when they see each other. They're like, oh... Like, both of them are going to be like, holy shit, another ogre? Oh, what's your name? And they, like, just realize, like, holy shit. It's, it's yeah, new. after after a few minutes of of conversing, they they eventually realize that the like this is the the friendship that that had been torn apart basically right. whenever he went missing and then she was dragged away to the tower. This is an, an incredible encounter for the two. Right, they finally found someone who is just like them, and it turns out to be their old childhood friend. So they're going to realize that with their forces combined, if Shrek is able to. I keep saying Shrek. If Bruce is able to get Betty out of this castle, she knows somebody who they can go to to try and formulate a cure. But the problem is he's in the middle of far, far away. And so like Bruce won't be able to go because he is full time, 100 percent ogre. But Fiona's like, I only transform at night. So during the day I could go in disguised so nobody knows I'm the princess and try to converse with this guy. So maybe like because... Bruce has a more concentrated version of the magic within within his body like his blood will be easier to examine so Betty takes like a vial of Bruce's blood and goes into well first they got to break out and do we want to have them fight a dragon on the way out because I feel like we could we should put some sort of obstacle here in their way like what's preventing somebody from coming in and saving Betty right to prove they're worthy sure yeah we could have a dragon here yeah how'd you deal with the dragon what dragon? <laughs> yeah, but I'm thinking that since they're both uh, ogres at this point, I think that they should like we should really start to see like two awesome ogres fight a dragon rather than in the Shrek movie it was mostly just him running away. Yeah, now mm-hmm. they need to be like you know and 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 Fiona in Shrek was able to do karate, so we could just totally bring that over. Yeah, for uh, real, Matrix that, style. That, 
Betty and Bruce are both like martial arts experts and they just beat the <laughs> shit out of a dragon. Sure. That's what happens when you're a prince or a princess. You get all that sweet martial arts training. Uh, yeah. So meanwhile, uh, like while, while this big action scene is happening, we, we cut back to ML Bronski, who is the prince charming person who's trying to win the king's favor. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. he, he comes back into uh, Farquaad's. Um, castle and you know it, it's clear that he's been beaten and then and Farquaad sitting on the throne he says uh what 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 happens to the ogre or like like um you know uh, how how did the army fare mm-hmm. you know of course he has to tell you know so the disappointing we, news uh, of we failed sir he got away <laughs> yeah. but we burned down his factory you will no longer be seeing swamp water within the walls of Duloc and Farquaad's like, well, I'm glad about that, but you need to go and kill this ogre before he makes it to our kingdom. He like saying like, you shouldn't have left him alive because now he'll be seeking revenge. If he finds me, you know what he'll do? You got to kill him first. Right. And so and maybe they immediately realize that he is in the um, the the. the- the tower with the princess because i mean who knows i mean like we could see the dragon is like at it you know yeah, it's like clear yeah. that somebody's there and it, it you know could look uh, out the logically. window and see like several miles away just the dragon spewing flames everywhere like right. just super bright against the night sky they're like oh, my lord over there <laughs> what's that bruv fighting a dragon <laughs> they end up defeating the dragon um but not before uh, Prince Charming or like ML Bronski, uh, wh- whatever. I mean, I, the the bad guy has a very forgetful name in this movie. Anyway, the the bad guy is called Abomination. Up, yeah, Abomination ends up uh, seeing you know seeing what what went down, um, mm-hmm. and maybe he's like, you know what? The only way that I'm going to be able to defeat uh, this this ogre is to become him myself. And he saw his comrades uh, uh-huh. turn turn into like weird creatures by being mixed with the puddle um, okay and yeah. so he, he he's like i need to find like the biggest and most disgusting puddle uh in this entire <laughs> swamp because i need to you know harness the power that it holds within and then drink the whole thing yeah he just like fucking engorges himself on that shit <laughs> so he goes in the de- like farquad's like all right you know your mission become an ogre destroy the ogre so <laughs> He goes all the way back to the swamp. He finds the nastiest fucking puddle and he just like shoves his head underwater and starts like inhaling this shit and then gets up and he can like feel himself changing. He, I, I don't think he should turn like fully all the way into a hundred percent abomination yet, but it can be like once, once uh, abomination has like the small amount of serum within him, he starts harnessing these abilities. He gets super strength, super speed, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it won't be until later because here's what I'm thinking can happen from here. So during this night, Shrek and Fiona fight the dragon. They get away and they'll set up camp somewhere and they'll say, all right, tomorrow we'll make the quest over to far, far away. And I can't let my parents see me because they'll just lock me back up in the tower knowing that like an, an ogre rescued me. They won't have me dating an ogre. And uh, Abomination, now that he has this strength, he's like, I know where they must be going. If he went to save Betty, they're going to her kingdom. And so he heads that way. And what I'm thinking happens here is Betty goes throughout town during the day. She's wearing like a hood, like hiding her face. And she goes to the town's, uh, the doctor. What do you call like plague doctors? The guys who are like um, those bird masks or whatever. We can, we can just call them a plague, plague doctor. Plague I think doctor. that is. Okay. Yeah. 
So she goes to that guy and she, you know, has like a previous relationship with him. She's like, uh, plague doctor. He's like, Betty, oh my God. This can be like the fucking pizza shop owner. (laughs) 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 This, this is a combination of the pizza shop owner and Mr. Blue. I was thinking Mr. Blue is where you were going with this. It is, but like now I'm just imagining like an older dude like that pizza. An old friend. Yeah, an old (laughs) friend. And she's like. Yeah, so maybe she has been uh, sneaking him uh, some of her blood so that he could work on on a serum to be able to cure her. But uh, as he's explained to her before, you know, her. her situation, it like it doesn't have the right amount of data. Like basically, right, she right. doesn't, she isn't a full ogre, so she like so he can't really reverse it because of the mix of human and and ogre. Like, so that's over there. over the last couple of years, he's been like making the quest over to her castle and like going to that crack in her door and like getting her to give him a, a portion of the blood and like because they're just friends outside of her being like royalty. He wants to help her like get rid of this. Uh, whatever it is that's turning into an ogre so he hasn't been able to find the cure her blood is too like you know like as you were just saying and so now she comes back to him and she's like uh, papa whatever Italian man I have <laughs> I have I have blood that is much stronger than mine it's from an ogre who is an ogre 100% of the time not just a knight he's like oh my god full real ogre blood <laughs> let me analyze this in my lab she gives it to him and he, you know, of course starts analyzing and he's like, oh my gosh, I, I think this might work. I think I might be able to formulate a cure. Of course, like the um, abomination, he's going to be keeping tabs on Fiona and Shrek. Like he right. finds them somehow and he tracks Fiona throughout the town. He's like jumping over rooftops and like keeping an eye on him, on her from a distance. And he sees her go to this plague doctor and he realizes what's going on. He's like, oh, they're trying to come up with the solution and then of course like as this evil side of him takes over he thinks i want to use that blood to make myself even more powerful it's like adding on shrek's strength to the strength i already have right so what if um you know mr blue is able to create a cure and they use it on betty so uh she at this point you know like they they wait until the sun goes down and she looks at herself and she's like oh my god i'm not turning into an an ogre i have officially been cured if it works for me it should work for you but before they have the opportunity to be able to use the cure on Bruce Banner that's when Abomination shows up and uh, forces Mr. Blue to be able to use the blood on uh, on him to be able to make him stronger and uh, and to be able and so that he can kill Bruce Banner rather than uh, cure him right so Mr. Blue ended up making like two vials of this mixture and he's like but no worry there's two vials here I can always make more it's my secret recipe and then Abomination bursts in and fucking kills him immediately oh no he's like no the secret lies with me as he dies (laughs) and abomination of course steals the concoction and or he like he can't take it or it would cure him i guess so he's got to what does he do to like make himself more powerful um i mean maybe he like he mixes some sort of uh concoction from all of the samples that uh, so that Mr. Blue has taken over the years and he just decides to drink it all and it just turns him into this like gigantic Whoa. hideous monster. <laughs> okay. So he becomes, yeah, the true abomination. And now Fiona no longer has her like ogre strength. So she's like, oh my God, what what can I even do? And Shrek is like, you uh, go, I'll handle this. Go tr- try to find your parents. Show them 
uh, that you're cured. We didn't mention this, but I'm thinking that on their journey to be able to get to Mr. Blue, they need to have come across the abomination. Um, and he can, and similar to the way that it happened in The Incredible Hulk. By the way, I really enjoyed that fight scene between uh, Emil Bronski and, and the Hulk. Oh, Despite yeah. the fact that he was like a human and clearly was outmatched, it was pretty awesome to be able to watch some guy like a little bit faster than the Hulk be able to. I mean, of course, he did almost no damage to him or ba- virtually nothing right. to him. But he was but able was to still, like, was, keep up and you yeah, know, it was survive. it was a pretty cool fight scene to be able to watch. Yeah, yeah. And we could have something similar. I mean, you know, Abomination shows up and he's just like, "Now with the strength that I've been given from the swamp, I will destroy you." As they're on yeah. their journey to get to Mister Blue, and Shrek's um, like, "Oh my God, you're the one who burned down my factory." Yeah, and he just like punches him once and just like, f- or like <laughs> maybe they fight for a second, and then he gets one good hit on him and he fucking like launches him across yeah. the. And Abomination you know. is like, no, it's no good. I need to be stronger and runs away. And so yeah. that that's when he starts tailing them like for right. the, like Gollum from afar following Sam and Frodo. Right, right. So now at this point, uh, Abomination has turned into full on Abomination. He has used all these previous blood samples from Betty to become even stronger and more gigantic and evil. And um, so Betty runs off, tries to find her parents, like explain the situation and tell them to ready up the army to help fight the evil uh, giant abomination ogre that's attacking the city. And she's like, don't hurt Shrek. And they'd be like, who's Shrek? She'd <laughs> yeah. be like, the love the of green my life. One. The gr- yeah, the gr- don't hurt the green one. Hit the the gray one. She, that, that's her mission throughout this big fight sequence that's about to occur. And of course, abomination is now like, look Much at me. Stronger. I'm more powerful than you will ever be, Shrek. And starts like destroying, like there's a building to the left of him. He just waves his arm out and destroys the entire thing. There's peasants running about like, oi, what is that, governor? Like getting pitchforks and torches ready or just trying to run away. Yeah, I would love to see a peasant grab a, t- uh, a, a torch and a pitchfork running and going yeah! You know, as they're trying <laughs> to kill this hideous monster and then just with a wave of an arm just fucking decimates him and then like and everybody else like maybe there's like a big mob of people with the torches and pitchforks like that were running behind him and as soon as they yeah. see that peasant get immediately obliterated they go ah! yeah and they like they, they they turn around and they just run off <laughs> all right so there's a big battle scene going on right now and we we haven't seen uh anything from farquad in a while maybe that's uh, right he has decided that it is time i mean there's a lot of destruction that he's been seeing going on he says this is my kingdom i i need to uh, uh see what is going on out there and yeah, so maybe he- farquad over the years has grown power hungry what if he was looking for an excuse to go and take over far far away Maybe. Maybe he was looking for that. Maybe he was even looking to take over the swamp to be able to, um, like, maybe they had some sort of, like, bottling plant that was inside of... Duloc that like wasn't doing well yeah yeah and so he maybe he was trying to take that from the swamp to be able to like expand the kingdom yeah and, um and, and or whatever but i think that that he clearly needs to be like getting on a horse to be able to go over to where this big battle is going to be right and he's leading the remainder of his forces over there he's like if their forces are dwindling we can take over far far away then i'll have two castles i'll have i'll have a summer castle in the meantime abomination is clearly stronger than shrek he is uh or, or bruce banner he is like picking him up and throwing him like a fucking rag doll it is uh you know it is pretty apparent that he is just about powerless to be able to take down um abomination right 
You know what would be cool is if Shrek's surviving fairy tale friends somehow caught wind of the fight going on, and they're oh, like, man. "They're like Bruce is in trouble. We need to go help him." And they all make this journey over from the remains of the swamp over to far, far away. And then, like, just when you think Bruce is going to be defeated, that's when they show up and they help fight on his behalf. So Abomination is, like, swatting at fairies. And there's, like, uh, the big bad wolf, like, running around clawing at Abomination's feet. And there's, like... The, the three pigs so they're all like coming in and trying to distract him uh so that maybe shrek can get in a, a good hit to be able to uh uh deal some damage to to him but even even after all all of the efforts from all of the other fairy tale creatures uh it's quite clear that he is just more powerful than all of them i'm thinking that it's going to be um th- that like the forces of both far far away and uh, Duloc, how are going to have to come together to be able to stop him once and for all? Yeah, Farquaad thinks like, all right, I can go over there. I can take, like, he knows it's his soldier who's fighting Shrek, fighting Bruce. So he's like, all right, well, we'll go over there. We'll have him destroy everybody, Shrek, or Bruce and Far, Far Away's forces, and then we'll, we'll take it over. So he goes over, he realizes, well, he, oh, he shit. I don't think that he, he even knows that his son is is Shrek. Right? No, he doesn't know his son is Shrek, but he knows that uh, Emil is Abomination. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. So that that's who he knows is doing the fighting, and he just wants to see that ogre dead because he he was competitioned in the uh, in the water bottling industry, <laughs> and also has has the inkling of a thought that the ogre might have killed his son. So he wants revenge for that too, even though he doesn't right. fully know. I'm thinking that as soon as Farquaad arrives, um, the abomination hits uh, the like the good green ogre over towards Farquaad, and he lands over by him, giving Farquaad the opportunity for the killing blow for this ogre that he thinks is the one that killed his son. Yeah, um, he could be like then, maybe abomination is still taking orders from Farquaad. Farquaad's like, hit him over here. Let me deal the final blow. And so, right, and so he yeah. does. And and this has got to be like that sweet moment where like he he draws his sword and he and he brings it over towards Shrek's neck and he's like getting ready to plunge it in but then like he Bruce Banner like reaches out I I, I use the names interchangeably yeah. you get it mm-hmm. um he like reaches a hand out to to Farquaad and he says father or whatever and then he like <laughs> looks at him with these eyes when you know he immediately realizes that his son is this ogre and he like Farquaad falls backwards and he's like my boy like <laughs> you know is my beautiful incom- baby boy I, I Ooh, his, is completely shocked by by what is happening in this situation they massacred my boy yeah he gets up uh, to Shrek and <laughs> Shrek is like father I thought Oh, I thought you would kill me. He's like, I could never kill my own son. And then um, Abomination is going to pick up like a, a giant rock or something and throws it over at him to try to kill uh, Bruce Banner while he's hugging his father. Uh, but then he like turns to protect him or whatever and, take, and takes damage as, as Farquaad like gets gets pushed out of the way. Um, and Farquaad is like, no, don't you hurt my boy. And it, like at, at this point, Abomination is completely off the rails. Doesn't yeah, care about he's anything. Confused, angry. He has no like, yeah, no mental faculties to really process the world around him aside from just being angry and angry and strong all the time. So he's going to go crazy. He's going to go over, maybe smack Farquaad to go fly into a building and get injured. And then that's like what can give Shrek like a, a new, a burst of wind and be like, 
like, what have you done to my dad? Gets up, Abomination's like, ha ha ha, you can't fight. You're down for the count, Shrek. There's no way you can defeat me. Well, and he's just like, maybe not on my own. And then that's when the fairy tale creatures come back around. All of fi- of uh, far, far away is there as well as yeah. the Duloc Betty, army. Betty shows yeah. back up with the she, whole far, she far comes away back, army. Right. Yeah. Everybody's there. And he's just like, but with all of us, y- you can't take down all of us as they all charge in to be able to take down Abomination. And so with everybody working together and with Betty leading the forces of far, far away, maybe like the mili- like the head military general whatever got killed in the fight with Abomination. So now she is the highest ranking official there to command the army. And she does, and she does it expertly. And her parents were like, but we raised you to be a fancy schmancy princess. She's like, no, I'm here to fight. So <laughs> they end up, you know, defeating Abomination in like a huge fight. Once the dust finally settles, Shrek goes over to find his dad, Farquaad, like, laying in a puddle of blood. And he's like, son, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. Now that I know it was you in the swamp all those years, I I thought you were dead. He's like, no, dad, I I didn't think you would take me back. It's, you know, and it's the whole thing. It's like, no matter what you look like, you're always going to be my son. And then Farquaad dies. And then uh, Shrek becomes the new king of Duloc. Wait, before before we do that, uh, yeah. uh, Betty, like he needs to go over to Betty, and and she's just like, I'm cured. I'm I'm no longer uh, I'm no longer like you. I'm 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 not an ogre. Um, and she was like, I really wish that Mister Blue was able to make some more serum before he was able before he was killed. And we could okay. There's a couple of of ways that we could we could end this here yeah we could do a something straight out of incredible hulk where the hulk couldn't like reach into his throat and pull out the one last vial that he had swallowed <laughs> kind of similar to the uh the the flash drive that had all the data on it yeah uh uh-huh. he was like the only way i could protect it is if it was inside of me <laughs> um i feel like he's got to like he now loves himself for who he is no matter what he looks like he he's okay now with just being shrek um but we could make it similar to like the incredible hulk where he can control the ability to be human oh. and then turn on the power okay i think that would be cool yeah so he's so like what? well i i used to like i i can work with plants <laughs> As a biologist or botany or whatever he is. So he goes back to Dr. Blue's lab and he's like, these are the remains. He wrote some of his formulas down on this board. Maybe I can figure it out. And he's like, in the end, you know, he's like, I'm not the best scientist in the world, but I was able to create a concoction that allows me to control uh, turning into Shrek. So like, either that or he goes back to the uh, the the stream that he dropped the mystical flower into and uses that water that is now magical to be able to, um, you know, uh, uh, is the final ingredient that he needs to be able to put into Mr. Blue's uh, work there to be able to uh, uh, make a semi cure for him. Sure. So that sure. Uh, so now, uh, far, far away, and Duloc have decided to combine forces, and together, Betty and Bruce are now uh, rulers of this vast kingdom. Um, <laughs> and but, and not only that, they are both um, able to defend the kingdom, so that anytime they uh, they are met with some sort of uh, adversary that comes to uh, attack them, they both. 
uh, just like look at each other, their eyes turn green, and then all of a sudden they just get ripped <laughs> back to back, changing the <laughs> ogres. So did did Betty's parents, the king and queen, also die in that last fight with abomination? Uh, well, okay, well maybe maybe they decided to step down. They were like, "Well, now that you have found your true love, it is time you rule our kingdom." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I mean I guess yeah, <laughs> sure. And now she found her soulmate who was able to save the day and save their kingdom. And they're like, you are worthy. The end. The end. <laughs> Beautiful. Dude, that's a solid movie. Making anything into a Shrek movie is a surefire hit, though. Can't go wrong. <laughs> I would prefer if every movie were a Shrek movie. Oh, gosh. So thank you so much for listening. Again, as always, make sure that you share this with your friends if you enjoyed the episode. Uh, leave a like uh, um, wherever you've uh, listened to this podcast and make sure that you rate us on iTunes. And uh, we'll catch you guys again next Friday on the Flippity Flip.